And we're back on the rule three. Uh, two comments, three topics, ten minutes each. The perfect podcast for your modern lifestyle. I'm Tim Slagle, and on the other end, Mr. Ben Washburn. Hello. And uh, later in the show, we are going to be talking about stray cows. It's uh, an interesting story. Usually when you think of stray animals, you think of cats and dogs. Well, apparently some people have problems with stray cows. <laughs> uh, in the second segment, we're going to be talking about a show that Bent and I both enjoy very, very much. Uh, doing a little review on that. But in the first topic, a friend of ours who uh, uh, grew up in China sent us a couple videos about a problem that's occurring in Canada right now uh, with Asian immigration. It's uh, quite interesting. In this country, we think of immigration being problematic because we have too many people below the poverty level crossing yeah. into the country. Uh, in Canada, their problem millionaires <laughs> oh billionaires. billionaires billionaires yeah the millionaires and, are the poor ones yeah and their children yeah <laughs> and uh and uh it's it it it, it is interesting uh in in the, the first video we saw we will post both uh both the videos on facebook uh you can uh if you if you want to watch them for yourselves uh the first video uh talked about the reason why uh, the, the the millionaires in uh, China are having a difficult time. It's because they're all first generation millionaires. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's a horrible. What a horrible problem. A, yeah, about fifty years ago, they killed all the millionaires and took their money. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a new batch of the millionaires from. What they arose from the people who killed the previous. Well, millionaires? yeah. Well, that's the interesting thing. It's yes, the yeah. the communist party <laughs> killed the millionaires, took their money, and uh, well, they, they actually they actually in in the, in their defense they did distribute it uh, amongst the people, and it's uh, you know once you kill the millionaires and distribute the money, there is no more. So <laughs> I don't I don't know that they really distributed. I mean, they did. They didn't really distribute the money amongst the people. I mean, that's a loose. I would say they killed a bunch of people and then distributed amongst survivors who were in the cities. Okay. True. Yeah, that's more. You know what I mean? They never really distributed the wealth. You know, I'm not I think it went. I think it probably, kind of probably went into government programs. I think it probably yeah. <laughs> infrastructure, infrastructure yeah. programs, things like that. Important uh, government functions like that. Uh, and, and yeah, and and even more so is Deng Xiaoping, right? Was that his name? That embraced capitalism and market economies, right? Right. right because essentially, 80s. essentially, once all the yeah. rich people were killed, there was no more money. Yeah. yeah. And they said, "Wow, we got uh, we got people are starving. We got we got to do something." And then Deng, Deng Xiaoping uh, actually yeah. said, "Hey, let's try a little capitalism." So they and, uh, they yeah. they opened businesses. And uh, unfortunately, the only people that could open businesses are the people that had the proper connections political for the, power for the yeah, licensure. The so yes, so the, the former communists. Yeah. So they. In uh, other words, the millionaire billionaires that came over to Canada, I would say this is a generalization, probably not used to the playing field that we operate on in Canada or America, or certainly not like true. Would you say I, I would say they would be yeah. not used to the kinds of rules of operation sure. 
Sure. They, well, uh, well, they don't know yeah. any rules of op. They they don't know the rules of operation for being a wealthy person. So so they flaunt it. I mean, that's the that's the thing. True. They're big into the flaunt. Is uh, yeah. You know, of course, I think that's that's symptomatic of any group of nouveau riche. Is, it is. Is that yeah. they, uh, they 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 spend the money? There's actually there's actually a very politically incorrect term for that kind of rich that I won't even that I won't even hint at. Uh, uh, I'm sure yes. you can. I'm sure you can Google it if you're really interested or and ignorant. But we'll we'll just leave it there. But it's yeah. yeah it's it, it's uh, it's the designer <laughs> bags, the expensive cars, yeah. the loads of jewelry, designer the flaunting bed. of wealth. Yeah, but to me, it it really is problematic when you have, and and what I found interesting, really interesting about the the videos and the the articles that we could post to, was that when you bring immigration always has to be regulated that is my lesson i take out of it not just when you when when people below the poverty line flood a country or from a different culture religion but super rich people from a former communist state that got their money in questionable ways uh you don't necessarily want them in your country either right they, they had the largest fraud case in the history of their country due to this stuff and they don't we, pay taxes they come in and they they skirt around that system they were just sheltering their money from Chinese officials in many cases. So, well, yeah, well, most taxes are income taxes. So, so I mean, we 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 had Ariana Huffington, I believe, uh, one one year uh, around the time she put up the Huffington Post, uh, zero income. She she, she absolute zero <laughs> income. She one of the one of the wealthiest women in the nation, but could report zero income. I didn't make a dime. It, it's yeah, we we tax. That, that's a big misnomer. People talk about the one percent. And they they think about old money, and that's really not the one percent. The one percent are yeah. the football players, the actors. I mean, they're, they're they're the people that are just fortunate enough to be in a position where they make that much in one year, and that's true. that's that's what we tax. Um, we're assuming that the listeners uh, uh, watch these videos already. The problem is that was uh, outlined in the second video is that a lot of what these people did was they did they took their money out of China and uh, went to Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And uh, so much in Vancouver that property is ridiculous. I think they, in the video they showed like a, like a two-bedroom bungalow that's worth $3 million. Yeah, it's astounding. It just shot the property. And many of them are empty homes. They sit empty. It, it's a way of holding money or holding a place. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Rather than stick it in the bank where it yeah. could it could be lost or taxed or or, or whatever. Yeah, they they, they buy uh, they buy. There's a real estate bubble in Vancouver so much so that people who have lived in Vancouver all their lives can't afford to live there. Yeah, and I've I've heard of that quite. Uh, I heard about that. I guess the first time I I was did a bunch of shows up in British Columbia two years ago and uh, drove around through there and was explained. I was told about this problem before. But the irony, what I find the most ironic thing about it is that Chinatown in Vancouver is pretty much vacant. Yeah. It's, there is absolutely no interest in the Chinese moving into Vancouver going to Chinatown. Yeah, the Chinese don't want to visit Chinatown because it's not nouveau riche. It's not flashy. It's the old model of an immigrant coming to a system with a market economy where you can work your way up and, you know, some sort of sense of meritocracy. And they really don't come from that culture. That, that's the thing I'd worry about is, like, 
So it reminded me like, uh, well, for instance, if you read, there's another article I'd like to post on there about this large fraud case that occurred. And it was one man that provided, basically it turned into a tax shelter for these really well-to-do billionaire businessmen for their families to move to Canada. And then they go back to China and work. And uh, there was a certain fee they had to pay up front. But what became to, was interesting, interesting to me was they put that guy in jail, the guy they caught. But the 1,200 people who enjoyed the fraudulent tax shelter, they asked the immigration official from Canada, what's going to happen to them? He said, oh, they'll be going home. And in my head, home? No, they will be staying in Canada in prison. That would be my take. You're not going anywhere. Welcome to Canada. I mean, I would seize their property. I would take everything. And I th- well, Canadian prison is prison is is preferable to going home because because in China, I I've been informed the punishment for government corruption oh is death yeah yeah capital it's a capital offense yeah. government corruption is a capital offense yeah yeah there would be boy Illinois would be vacant if we had that here <laughs> wouldn't it <laughs> oh, we could have a lot oh, of extra my. room. Gosh, it would be a it would be a ghost town. Yeah. <laughs> so I just, <laughs> I think DC might too. <laughs> There'd be a lot. Of, <laughs> but I think we're at the end. Are we at the end? No, we're not. We got some. Oh time. no, no, no. We 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 started this one. Late. Oh good. So so yeah, we still have to we we still have to find. So something that's else that's to talk but about. the one. But the other thing, the other reason why the the other reason what's interesting to me is that Chinatown was built with the. With the Chinese that escaped before the communist revolution. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so Chinatown was full of Chinese culture. And it was almost a time capsule for Chinese culture yeah. because the cultural revolution of Mao destroyed the Chinese culture. Yes, it, so, yeah. So now, yeah. You have, so now you have the Chinese going to, going to Chinatown. They go, oh, come, come and embrace you know, the culture of your country. And it's like, this like isn't ours. That's not ours. That's not our <laughs> culture. Yeah, and so true. That's like ah, uh, that's like what old people. Yeah, you know, it, yeah. It, it's almost if uh, yeah, you know, it's as almost as if uh, uh, somebody tried to get me into a pair of lederhosen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> only, only it's it's the sad part is that the distorted culture that comes back to me is kind. It's a sick and twisted. This new culture coming in is. Uh, I wouldn't want it. Like I said, I think you don't want to embrace a bunch of sociopaths. You know, I don't like, okay, a work ethic's nice, but not, I don't want a hardworking sociopath. I don't want those. <laughs> I, I, hardworking, honest Lazy people are great. sociopaths. Yeah, those are fine too, but a, a go-getter, up in the morning, work all day sociopath with a work ethic and a firm sense of, you know, I don't want any of those. I want those in jail. And it seems to me with this almost tax haven, they, they, created and they did it because as the guy from Canada said you know we treated citizenship in Canada as a commodity and then we're shocked when they treated it like a commodity and we never should have had it up for sale like this was basically I'm paraphrasing so and if we wanted to talk longer we never should have had that 10 minute rule that's right that's right we're breaking our own rules on the rule of three uh in the third third segment we're going to be talking about the stray cow problem uh but in this segment 
It's a show that we've suggested we're going to review for a very long time. Uh, both Bent and I enjoy it to death. Uh, it's, and it's actually it's coming January 25th, uh, which is just uh, which is, was just in a couple more days. Uh, season five is going to drop. And uh, uh, if you're a fan, you know already we're talking about uh, the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Great show. Which, uh, Great show. Which, uh, which is right now, I think, uh, funniest show on television, I think. Yeah. That's, uh, it's got to be one of. There's so many, I think there are so many great shows on television, but this one is uh, it's brilliant. I think it's the best satire. It's just. For those of you, for those of you unaware, the, the, the gist of it is. Um, I should have looked up her name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never good with actors and actresses' yeah, names. Yeah. Good Lord, it took me years to realize that Kevin Cosner was a different person than uh, Kevin Bacon and Kevin Spacey. <laughs> too many Kevins. There's, too, too there's many, way no, there's too, too many, many Kevins. Cri- no, there's too many Chrises. But but anyway, uh, she was from The Office. Yeah. Uh, 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 the, the third the, uh, iteration, or the second iteration of the nerdy... The cute, nerdy right. secretary. What's her name? Right. Uh, yeah. One of us. Could I'll look, look it, it up. up but... You keep going. You keep talking. Okay. So the gist, of, the gist of it is, she was kidnapped when she was 15 years old. She was held in a bunker underneath the ground for 15 years by a uh, a weird reverend that had convinced her and a bunch of other young women that uh, the world had been destroyed in an apocalypse. And uh, 15 years later, they found her, they released her, and uh, she decides that she is not going back to, uh, in, to Indiana, I think is where That's, the bunker yeah, was. In that she yeah. is going to She's going to make it in New York. And it's a weird juxtaposition because she's a, now a 30-year-old woman with the mind of a 15-year-old girl and the perspective of the 90s. Um, a running gag. This is, I guess, a, a spoiler alert. If you don't want the joke spoiled, you might want to go to the next segment. Uh, she can't find anyone to high five yeah. with. <laughs> no one will do it. No one will do it. She loves doing the high fives, but nobody high fives. And anymore. it's Ellie Kemper. And that is the Ellie Kemper. The lead. Yes, I knew. I knew that. Yeah. And the show created by <laughs> Tina Fey, which Tina Fey. Uh, I think yeah. she's just genius. She's yeah. everything she does is just Tina Fey's amazing, and and the the show is the show is rapid fire jokes. Uh, sometimes you have to go back and rewind because you might have missed you do. them. Yeah. Sometimes sometimes you might even have to Google the jokes yeah. in order in or, in order to understand. It's great. Them. It's, it's uh, great. They're, they're that complicated. One one of my favorite references. Uh, 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 so again, spoiler alert: the uh, Reverend is played by John Hamm from Mad yeah. Men. <laughs> and uh, one of one of my references is that Kimmy was talking about what a jerk he was, and she said, "You know, he even said that he wrote the ad, the the the, the teach the world to sing ad for Coke." <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, if you're a if you're a, a fan of Mad Men, you know uh, yeah. that that's that was the. F- Again, spoiler and you had alert. To, you had to point that out to me. And and there's so much of that. It's so layered and fast. It reminds me, you have to get kind of ready and used to that quick pace. And and it reminds me of uh, the Arrested Development. That kind of, it happens so fast and it's so funny. And I, I would do yeah. that with that show as well. I'd often go, no, what did they say? And I'd have to stop and, and then just enjoy it again and again. <laughs> 
and it's we both had a couple we both had a couple favorite episodes. Uh, I I actually I, I too many to mention, but the one that I'm going to bring up because it kind of ties into the cartoon that we're uh, that we're going to use to promote this uh, this week's podcast is where one of her uh, they call the mole women. That's the that's the name to, that was assigned to them by the, the media. The, the bunker wives of John Ham. The bunker were all mole yes, women the when they came out, who were, who were also some child brides. And, and, and an elderly uh, yeah, Hispanic she, uh, woman for, for no reason. <laughs> well, she was the cleaning lady, right? And he took, yeah, I think that's uh, a, I, to I, tap I into the stereotype. There we go. But anyway, uh, so so anyway, one of the one of the bunker wives, one of her fellow bunker wives, actually decided that she's going to sell start her own cult. So so she he she goes out and she finds a bunch of. Fifteen-year-old boy. She flips a script. She flips a script. Well, he kidnapped child brides. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to kidnap child grooms. What a genius and, episode! Uh, genius. And, and the, the the hilarity of that, of course, is you get you get six fifteen-year-old boys in a bunker together. <laughs> Uh, they're, they're not gonna, they're not gonna, you know, you get, you get six 15 year old girls. They're going to start acting like, like, like wives. They're going to, they're, yeah, they're the, going to, the, you know, they, they, they may be immature, but they, but they, they're pretty much responsible. They know, they know how to do chores. <laughs> they know how to, you know, they know how to nurture or children. They're programmed. They uh, might but be you programmed get, a little bit yeah. by culture. That's, that can make sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sure. But whatever, whatever but you get six 15 no year old way. boys no way. and it's, uh, we super glued our penises together. <laughs> yeah, it was so. It was brilliant. That was that's what I thought was so brilliant. And it's what makes the whole show amazing is how it is so fearless. It's so fearless. No other show to me it goes after everybody, including these yeah. these uh, feminism in, in every aspect. Yeah, which is which is which is which is your favorite which is your favorite Kimmy episode. Is a feminist. And, and oh. you actually you actually gave it, you, yeah you gave it to me. It's it's season six. three episode six. Genius. I just. Uh, and it was uh, Kimmy. Yeah, becomes she's a, a feminist. feminist. She goes said. to college party, and they all they Columbia, yeah. Columbia, Columbia. Yeah, she by gets the way. in on a, a scholarship uh, on the rowing team because yeah, because uh, because she she has to she <laughs> yeah. We can't spoil here. anyone. There's a crank. There's a crank in the bunker that that that, that the girls would have to take turns to charge a generator, and because yeah. because of that, she she had built up excellent yes, rowing strength. Yes. So the rowing team, uh, the rowing team got her into yeah. Columbia. Oh, it's genius, but fearless. And uh, so she she goes to she goes to Columbia, and and she starts hanging with other girls, and, and uh, uh, they make her feel real small and and ignorant, uh, because they have all this. Uh, what, do you, what would you call it? The the, the, the language programming, they the indoctrination. I, 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 they have feminist indoctrination from their college courses. And they start. Sp- I was just going to call it. I was going to call it liberal yeah. speech. <laughs> I'll just call it feminist indoctrination. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I just love how she, Tina Fey, is fearless, fearless, and she, she knows that she's uh, got the kind of status and reputation that is very hard for that, that community for for them to turn on her. And so she, she's using it responsibly, in my opinion. She's like, nope. I see BS, and I am gonna. I am going to. It's this. It is the satire in this is up there with like South Park and all the great show. It's just phenomenal, and the acting. Titus Burgess, who plays Titus Adromedon, is that guy is astounding. Yeah. Well, and Carol Jane Krakowski, 
Carol Kane. I'm the the cast is amazing. It's a, it's one of the best shows. Yeah, it's uh, Jane Krakowski plays a, a wealthy Manhattan trophy wife. Yeah. Uh, 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 Jane Krakowski. Uh, yeah, I said I said that already. Uh, uh, Carol yeah. Kane uh, <laughs> plays uh, um, Lillian Kaushtupper. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> such a, the names they had the best name on episode who is, six. Uh, who 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 uh, who who owns uh, an, an apartment that 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 also uh, is being is often accused of being a tugboat. <laughs> <laughs> in is it in, in the part of New York called Dogmouth? Dog dog is that correct? Dogmouth. Dogmouth. <laughs> East Dogmouth. No, South Dogmouth. She lives in South Dogmouth, and she's a, 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 a you know, a, she hates uh, uh, what is gentrification. Gentrification. Yeah. And she she tries to keep a, the hips tries to keep the hipsters. Anytime she sees anything hipster like, yeah, she, she gets violent. And then again, it. there's another target that uh, Tina Fey sees something dumb and stupid within. She doesn't necessarily discredit the entire thing, but the part that's dumb, she goes after just mercilessly. And if you and I, you or I did it, we'd be skewered. We'd be yeah. toast. And, and I'm going to bring a call back to one of our previous shows. If you're, if you're a longtime listener, uh, there was actually a joke where there were some hipsters coming into the neighborhood and they see Kimmy arguing with Jane, I believe, with uh, with with Jacqueline, and uh, and they said, "Oh, look, it's a it, it's a drag queen fighting with a hooker. That's authentic." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and that's what. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And if you you could you could you could you could go back and look through the episodes if you want to find out what that's referencing. Uh, longtime listeners will have gotten that yeah. joke. Uh, Kimmy Schmidt on Netflix. Best thing going, I think. Best thing going. And we'll see you in the next segment. Back on the rule of three. Uh, this is an interesting article that Bent ran across, and he uh, sent it to me. Uh, I don't really know how to take this, but uh, here we go. Uh, in India, of course, it's not unusual to see cattle running, running, roaming the roads of cities and towns. But across the uh, across Uttar Pradesh, the country's most populous and politically important state, frustration is boiling over among farmers who say the number of stray cows is spiked, threatening their crops. The dilemma, which the state government called a burning issue in a directive to bureaucrats this month, is part of India's turn toward Hindu nationalism. Prime Minister Narita Modi and his ruling Baharta Janta Janata Party... <laughs> I'm sure you're saying them right. Don't... <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah, you know, there's such a fine line between uh, just being ignorant and being racist. Sometimes, yeah, there's no. <laughs> Actually, I think a lot, a lot of times, there's no line between them. <laughs> they just, go hand in hand. <laughs> but, inability, inability to pronounce foreign names. Uh, uh, 
I, and I think that's I think that's why why in NPR they do it so 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 starkly. Yeah. It, oh yeah. Uh, I mean, all their last names they got to do the, the the original pronunciation. Well, you, Sylvia Pajali. You, it's yeah. You want to have a name that's hard for the rest of us to pronounce. Actually, I think <laughs> it helps you get hired. That's what I. I, get, I am I in trouble? Okay. But anyway, they've true. made protecting cows considered sacred in Hinduism a policy priority. In Uttar Pradesh, home to more than 200 million people that derive to safeguard cows as far-reaching effects. In 2017, Modi installed a radical Hindu monk, Yodi Adiyanath, to lead the state. Adiyanath launched a crackdown on unauthorized slaughterhouses and enforced regulations on the transportation and sale of cattle. At the same time, the rise of cow vigilantes made transporting cattle in Uttar Pradesh a risky, expensive, and potentially dangerous task. Hindu extremists have beaten up and even killed people, mostly Muslims, whom they suspect of smuggling or slaughtering cows. So what's the problem, you say? Well, the, the, the state is overrun by cows. Yeah, if you, if you don't... <laughs> you don't eat them. They're like deer. They're like really slow... Deer, you I know, used to do yeah I, I, I used to do a bit about this uh, that uh, that you know that people think well you know it, if you eat just dairy it's okay because it doesn't hurt the cow it's like well what do you think they do with the cow after it dries up yeah you know do you, yeah. do you think do you think they bury it yeah they bury it in Burger King boxes <laughs> <laughs> they give it a burial yeah of sorts yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you think there's a retirement do you think there's a cruise ship for cows where they where they get to oh, yes, spend their there retirement is. I mean they're dead but yeah they're in the buffet <laughs> there is a cruise ship for cows I I've I've enjoyed cow on the cruise ships of late. <laughs> So essentially, what happened is, yeah, the, the the farmers they can't keep the cows out of there, can't keep the cows out of their farms. So, so what they've resorted to doing in several cities is locking the cows up in the schools. Yeah, is that finding, amazing? Finding a different place to teach the kids, and then the cows poop all over in the school, pee and poop everywhere. And as someone who just had one cow, we grew up with one cow. That's one cow would do in one classroom pretty quick. <laughs> let alone a bunch of cows this that's uh it's fascinating to me because it's hindu nationalism you know and then it's again this divide we find between the bureaucrat in the city and the population in the country it's a it's a very similar thing that's playing out in france true that's playing out in our own uh, country c- city versus country yes yeah. yes rural mm-hmm. versus urban mm-hmm. well you know it's been it's been going on forever i mean i've seen speculation that that's what fueled the original civil war was the uh, was the urbanized northeast was the lincoln was their choice and the rural south uh I should know who ran against Lincoln. Jeff, <laughs> oh, I can't remember. Uh, it's great that we don't know, but we don't let it stop us from talking. You know. But if we We're knew like the else. actress, if we knew the actress and uh, didn't know Lincoln's opposition, well, that would that would be a problem. But we don't know either. <laughs> who did and he? So, what are you listening to this podcast for? Information? I hope not. <laughs> these guys are idiots. We got none. Idiots. Who, who was it? Uh, now you see. They can Google it. Google it. But the so point there's similar, is, there's, a, there's, there's a, a similar problem. There's a similar problem uh, popping up around the country in hipster enclaves. I don't. What? I don't know if you've heard about this. No. Is that is that what something that's very hipster to do 
is uh, raising chickens. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, I've it, heard of it. It's because they're, they're all different colors and stuff like that. You can get, and they're happier that way. They're happier. And, and and what you might not realize about chicken is you don't need a rooster to get the eggs out of the chicken. That they have been bred over centuries to just to just lay eggs. It, it, it just uh, uh, fertilized or not? It's it, genius. It's, uh, it's genius. They 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 will lay about an egg a day uh, for about two years. And if you don't eat those, if you just let them fertilize, you'd be overrun with chickens if you didn't eat chickens. Yeah. Sure, you, you got to eat these things. Well, you, well, that's the thing. You get about two years of eggs, and then you've got either a pet or or, or a Sunday dinner, a couple days of uh, soup. Yeah. It's That's how it uh, works. it's it's the reality of the farm that uh, the the people have been so distanced from they don't they, they don't really realize it mm-hmm. that uh, that uh, yeah that that's that's the the life cycle of a chicken is but, uh, birth eggs pot yeah and then the rest which we won't now what the that 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 what's interesting too in India to me is that it's flipped it's flipped you know that what our urban voice is. The city voice is runs through the university and the so-called elite, if you want to call them whatever. But there, it's controlled by the religion. It is the predominant religion that controls the story that they will then enforce, you know, at the expense of your pain. They don't care about the farmer's pain at all. So it's just flipped. Farmer's pain or uh, or, yeah. or Muslim's pain or who Muslim's might, who pain. Might, uh-huh. Who, who yeah. might who might enjoy a, who might enjoy a steak from time to time? Yeah, it's, so it's uh, yep. No, it's it's the, the 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 cow is more important than humanity in, yeah. in, uh, under that religion, which yeah. uh, a little. Uh, well, I guess yeah. I guess you can't criticize any religion, but that's you know you know to me that's that that is a little weird. They're they're they're, they're cows. They're, yeah, they taste good. They they're slow. They're, they're delicious. They're that's what, that's very what it is. easy. That's what it is. You can yeah. hunt with a nail gun easily. You can get. <laughs> I mean, no, actually, you could just use a hammer and a nail. You wouldn't even need the gun. A handful of hay. I don't Very think you even easy. need. The, I don't think you need the nail. I think the hammer does just fine. Oh boy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you got to wash it. Yeah, or not. But the, the... <laughs> well, no. If the cow sees the hammer that was used on the the previous cow, they, they oh, get a little, they get, they get upset. A little, they get a little skittish. Yeah. yeah. Who who was it? Was it Temple Grandy? Is that her name? Grandy Temple, something like that. Actually, figured out a way of uh, slaughtering cows. That that she was. Uh, she's uh, autistic. And uh, and and she invented a. I might have mentioned this before. No, she she invented a, a a bed. It was essentially just a craftmatic bed that she would lay across rather than lengthwise, and she would put it all the way up so that the bed would squeeze her. She found that found that comforting. Oh and, uh, w- oh yeah, yeah okay. And, and then yeah, then when she went to a she went to a slaughterhouse, she saw that cows were acting just like she did when she was uh, uh, stressed. Stressed. So uh, she just, invented a device to hug the cow. To hug the cow hugger. <laughs> and it just kind of hugs them. And then they relax and they put their guard, their cow guard goes down. They and put the down their cattle guard, kind of. And then so the nail gun, and the nail gun fires up. Yeah. It's the end oh. of the cow. And mm. uh, I, believe we're, uh, I believe we're at the end of the segment. Oh, my uh, goodness. That's, uh, that's all for today. We, we, we would like... Uh, we would like those of you uh, to, who are listening to actually check out Playapod. 
Uh, Play a Pod is the best way to listen to your favorite podcast with your mobile device. Play a Pod supports iOS and Android, contains no advertising other than this. Let you download and listen offline, displays exactly what you've listened to, remembers where you left off, has time coded bookmarks and cross platform syncing. All this for free. Open your mobile browser and visit Play a Pod app to download. That's Play a Pod, one word, dot app to download it for free. And uh, you can listen to us there, or you can find more information on me at timslegel.com. Or go to uh, bentwashburn.com, B-E-N-G-T, washburn.com, or Facebook. And uh, other than that, we'll see you next week.